and Mr. Garber. This new name represents Minnesota's values. Our cultural heritage. It features the combination of two key figures in this state's history. Names that are on everyone's lips. It is a culmination of months of branding research, which I might add, found a proliferation a proliferation of items related to these two concepts all over the state and in people's homes already. I think you'll agree that we have found a unique claim to this name. No. Why not? Well, well, people will be confused. Don, how in the heck can MLS fans be confused by a Paul Bunyan and Babe Blue Ox team team? We already have a similar name in the league. Try again. You aren't going to be the Blue Bulls. Come on, Garbs, this is bullshit. Coming to you from the Twin Cities, this is Toughcast. And welcome to Toughcast by Two United Fans. This is Notch with a terrible accent. And this is Jeff with an equally terrible accent, always. And find out what's in store with episode 44. Oh my god, they just keep getting better week after week. I'm trying to think. Um, what was the one we were going to use for the Eamon Zayed interview? It was like, Tweedledum, Tweedledee, it's 40, it was, that was the worst. <laughs> that was, no, Scooby-Dooby-Doo, it's episode 42, that's still my favorite. That is, that is my favorite, too. Some time. Yeah. But, or some sporty fun with episode 41. You're right, these have no, been okay. interesting. I'm just, you know, I was thinking of putting, at the end of the year, a sketch compilation episode, where you just do all the terrible sketches we've made. Oh, that'd be great. And, and by the way, this week, I had some people walk up to me and be like, hey, I listened to the show. Then they... Took an egg and like smashed it into my face. Oh, okay. That's apparently progress. we're basically like hate fodder. They're mm. like, you know, I've been too happy this week. I need to like make myself upset. Well, yeah, we're MLS bots now. Oh, yeah. We have a hater. We have a hater. <laughs> we are, we're now the next episodes will all be like this. Thank you, Don Garber, for our money. We are now going to cover MLS. What do you think that Don Garber pays in? Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin? Yeah, actually, it's not It's not that he actually pays people, just people, like, steal from his unsecured Bitcoin wallet. Like, you know those scams that they have where they convince people, like, oh, hey, yeah, unsecured wallet, dude. And then, like, the, the some guy who, like, bought, like, 300 Bitcoins and, like, 5 million billion dollars mm-hmm. uh, is like, oh, no, all my money is gone. I don't know how I did it. How can I get it back? And the whole internet communities. The whole point of this currency was so you, you didn't, like, you couldn't trace anything. You're a fucking idiot. Uh, by the way, we've now started explaining the internet. So here's why cat videos are popular. Because they're freaking cats. Cats are adorable. Jeff, don't you just love cats? Also, I'm allergic. Now, let's talk about allergic. the newest memes that are coming out. I have a real feeling that you're not going to... I thought you'd stop me like a long time ago. You know, there's a point where I just... I, I think I've done this before. Where when you're making weird, like, through jokes, I just <laughs> let you go. Jokes? see how long this is going to go. Jokes? You actually have a poster with a cat on it. I do. Although that's like a super cool like French wood wood block print. Tourne de chat noir. It, it, yeah, it means the cat black. Huh. I think that's what it means, right? I don't uh, speak French. Noir actually, yeah, that does mean black. Okay. Great. Chat. Chat. That's, well, that's cat, chat. right? That's chat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh it's no. Similar. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Anyway, off the beaten path. Um, we have an update about where we're at. Yeah. yeah, you're freaking writing for Northern Pitch now. I am it's freaking awesome. writing for Northern Pitch. It's great. I love it. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, I, I'll be writing some op-ed pieces from every now and then, maybe a little bit more if I feel like it, but right now, that's all I want to do is just go ahead and speak my mind, throw forth bile, whereas you're actually like writing real stuff. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to co-write a piece with Wes Burdine, a friend of the podcast. I hope he thinks a friend. I don't know. Fuck it. He's a friend. Frenemy of the podcast. Frenemy of the podcast, Wes Burdine. Um, <laughs> MidniceFC on Twitter. Uh, yeah, we co-wrote a piece about the MLS posturing for the name change that was called Major League Facepalm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which then has the the cover photo which he made of Minnesota Shruggy FC, which I think is a great idea. <laughs> I think that's a fantastic name for the team. I had uh, written a, a parody piece last year where I was like, oh yeah, Minnesota uh, rebrands itself as Minnesota Uncertainty FC. And that, I'm pretty sure, was just like, it was a joke on my part about the rebrand. It had like the Minnesota loon except with a big question mark. I like and, it. And now it's like super relevant because that is exactly it. Yeah, it is. You should have just re-released it. I should have. I did write an open letter to MLS, which I hope someone... Hey, by the way, if you actually have Don Garber's address, send him my open letter, because <laughs> nobody else will. Uh, I I, uh, I was nice, and um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think you have feelings about this name change, I'm sure, which I don't actually know, because we haven't talked about this. But I actually think that it's kind of shit that our names is getting changed. I, I wish it wouldn't happen, and I actually have some... Fairly strong feelings about this that I won't get into right now. Sure. Maybe we'll have a special name change edition. 50 minutes of just us talking about the name change. I'm sure that will capture... Which will have two listeners, I guarantee it. Um, That's two more than we probably have right now. That might be true, so maybe we should move on to Minnesota News. So yesterday with Northern Pitch, I was actually covering the stadium rendering announcement um, where they were showing all the pictures, and everyone's going, ooh, ah, German, because it looks vaguely like Lions. I I was watching the Periscope. I did hear reporters in the background saying that. Exactly. ah, German. Exactly. Yeah, no, that was a direct quote. And then it was, ooh, ah, Hildebrand, then ooh, ah, Cantona, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, our next signing, Eric Cantona. Um, That would be insane. Can we start that campaign? We need. Well, how about this? Well, Jake's pretty good about that whole Will Packwood uh, rumor campaign, so we'll get him on starting Canton out of Minnesota. Anyway, the damn stadium, man. We keep trying to like talk about the stadium, and then I get like tracked up, like I miss United. Oh man, the name. The stadium looks great. It does. The look stadium great. looks great. Some specifics that we found out: it had been first reported to have eighteen thousand people. Then at the press conference, it said that it, the base is going to be two th- 20, <laughs> 2,000 people. <laughs> it's just going to be a small gap. No, it's 20,000. Did anyone count, actually, in the rendering? Because I'm sure that's a lie. We were joking about that, actually. Uh, <laughs> Adam Jarvie, who's a, a, a major architect in the Twin Cities in a dark cloud, um, we were talking about that. And he's hoping that someone's going to count and be like, you lie, there's 35,000. And just someone takes the time to do it. So, uh, Toughcast listeners, if you do, I'll buy you a six-pack. Um... Yeah, and and then it's going to be expandable immediately for like MLS Cup Final 2018, for example. It's going to have standing, um, stand, safe standing. That's awesome. We hope. That's a hope. Well, no, okay. So they they announced that it is. Um, yeah. when I was talking with Adam about this. He kind of filled me in. There isn't an American stadium building company that does the equipment necessary for safe standing sections. The only building material companies that do that are in Europe, which means one of two things: either a you've convinced an american company to do it which is great but they have no previous background on it and it's going to be a little rip or like rickshaw at first probably or two you're going to import it across the sea which means you need like international trade certificates and it's going to cost a lot more mm-hmm. and uh the, yeah i would imagine that there's no like two-day amazon prime on that sort of stuff or orlando city committed to it though so I'm I'm hopeful that they did. However, they've gone through about five different drafts of what that stadium will right. look like. So who knows? Sure. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I I don't want to contradict Adam's info because that is 100 percent correct. But like, I just this is one of those things that like 
you know, I want to stay hopeful about, man. Mm-hmm. Don't crush my dreams with the truth, with the facts. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see how it'll be done. I, yeah. I was in awe yesterday dude everybody was enough yeah. this is like you know you know how there, there are these like hyped up events where everyone's like we have a hispanic world cup veteran <laughs> that we'll be unveiling on thursday and everyone gets really hyped up and you're like oh uh, this guy okay cool yeah chill uh no everyone's freaking blown away man this is good this is this is exactly what needed to happen there's a lot of differences between um this rendering release i would say and a lot of others because this isn't a negotiation chip this is this is the stadium this yeah. is what it's going to look like. It's not being shown off to like be like, all right, everybody, this is what we really want you to approve. So if please, you all please, chip please, in please, please. to our donor drive for $25, you'll get a stuffed loon for $30. You'll yeah. get a soccer ball. Yeah, it's you. it's not like that. Okay. So anyway, enough about the new stadium. Everyone and their mothers probably looked at it at this point. If you haven't, you're a Philistine. Go find a computer. Wow. I think that's insulting. I don't know, though. Um, the NASL put out an article. This was that today. Yeah, yesterday. During yesterday, his, sometime for the stadium. Yep, um, about Christian Ramirez. I think it was called The Rise of Superman. Yeah. Um, Written by Matt Levine over at uh, NASL headquarters. Great, great piece about Christian. Just go check it out. It's it's well worth the read. Mm-hmm. Um, fills you in a lot of background about him. Yeah, yeah, and just kind of how his first two years have been unlike anything else um, mm-hmm. that the NASL really has seen from yep. a single player. They also made a couple of player roster moves. One, the, probably the most prominent one actually we're going to finish with um, as we retire, so to speak. However, um, they made two major additions, and let's talk about those a little bit. So they assigned their third goalkeeper, Aaron Perez, who uh, spent the last three years in the USL with the Orange County Blues, mm-hmm. and um, he played 10 games over three years. So he was a backup there yeah. i mean through and through he was a trialist since the first week of practice we actually ran into him yeah at the door the the huge snowstorm on the first day of minnesota yeah. united practice and he was standing out there he's just gone out to the door and he'd like walk him back and as you're walking i was like yeah something something to the extent of like yeah we don't get this where i'm from like i just want to go check it out and see what it was like mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're like yeah you're tall and that's it because he's six foot four he is he's huge he's huge he's i mean huge for the for the, for the first uh the third goalkeeper it's great you know, it's fine. He, he'll be a solid guy if he's called on. And um, He was a UCLA punter in college. He didn't really? play soccer. He was the punter for the UCLA Bruins. He took over That's for hilarious. former Viking Chris Cluey, actually. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. And now he's on the roster. We also got a player on loan for the year named Bernardo Añor um, from Sporting Kansas City and MLS, um, which, yes, means another wide midfielder, another Woo! international. We're just going to play, like, eight guys running up the wings and, like, one guy in defense and a goalkeeper, and that's going to be it. I'm excited, man. I'm, yeah. I, for that formation, I'm very excited. Um, he played 83 games for the Columbus Crew, your favorite team, before going oh, to Kansas crew. City last year, and uh, he scored 15 goals with the Crew. So, yep, uh, it'll be interesting. He has some good experience, and we'll, we'll see what he does. Yeah. Kartik, by the way, posted an article about how Minnesota United is responsible for everything that's horrible in NASL. Okay, that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but essentially he said that Minnesota United going for uh, players in 2013 uh, that other teams had, like the best of the NASL, uh, essentially is, it was the portrayal of it, started the arms race, which I have to take severe issue with. Um, the Cosmos have spent way more money. The Scorpions were assembling a best of NASL team a long time before Minnesota was. And 
isn't the NASL supposed to be a league which is all about like you can do whatever you want all the teams are in charge it's not single entity there's no salary cap it's like this this is what the NASL is about you know like I agree it's freedom to do whatever you want and freedom to, to build an, a, a big squad that's if you what's going to differentiate i mean that's the biggest knock that mls is getting about its rosters is there's, right actually there's two one not enough transparency which also follows itself to the nasl by the way two mm-hmm. um salary cap and you're not going to be able to because the average roster yes you're getting the big names and you're being able to pay them as well as any league this side of china however you uh, your like middle, you know, your six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven guys on your roster and mm-hmm. then below are getting paid far less than most other notable leagues, and for that reason alone, who knows? Yeah. So, uh, I think we spent enough time on that angle, but I think you're absolutely right. The idea of an arms race and free spending and stuff like that—that's what sets the NASL apart, and I don't think that's a bad thing whatsoever. Yeah, no, I I don't think either. I think this is this is a good thing, and Minnesota's owners have shown that they are ready to to go out and find players like you know Lance Lang who wants to win more games, mm-hmm. Christian Nick who said on our podcast that he wants to win more games, Stefano Pino who I don't know how he felt about the strikers, but you know you just it, it's 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 a function of the league. The team that's like the hot new dude or like the 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 one that's doing well are are gonna grab those players. The Cosmos have gone out and grabbed Raul. Are you kidding me? Like that that's that's spending, you know? Mm-hmm. And and so so this is the way it's going to be. And um if you're for a salary cap, say it that way. Say that the NASL needs one. But don't don't pick on Minnesota and be like, yeah, these are the guys who are responsible for everything being terrible. Like <laughs> come on, man. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I, you can't even say that about the Cosmos. You know, it's there's a group of teams in the league that have been spending and there are teams that haven't been yet. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's talk about Lance Lang's old club, having name-dropped him earlier, uh-huh. like a Hollywood D-list celebrity, <laughs> hanging out with Dan Cortez. I have a new coworker, by the way, named Dan Cortez. Remember Dan Cortez from MTV, like early 2000s Dude, disc jockey? I, did, I wasn't here. Okay. Anyway, Dan Cortez, he's a man, and I work with a different Dan Cortez, and I give him so much shit about that. Um, <laughs> moving on to Edmonton, uh, John Smith's watch is over. Aside from Billy Forbes, actually, nay, even more than Billy Forbes, you have talked about John Smith's deserving to be on a roster. And he's on a roster, but not the rosters that we thought he'd be on. Yeah, he he signed on a USL team, the Wilmington Hammerheads, and good for him. I'm glad. I'm I'm really a little disappointed that the NASL team didn't keep him in the league, because I think he was really good. Um, and I think he had something to prove, and that's kind of fire in the belly for players. So, but I'm glad I'm glad he found a team. I, I really do wish him the best. Are the Hammerheads a MLS affiliate? Uh, don't know. Let actually. me look that up very quickly. Okay, you do um, that. Um, I'll I'll keep going, and then I you think can... they're with NYCFC. I might be mistaken. That would be huge if if he can get that kind of move. That would be great. I I would be happy for him. Uh, they also signed a dude named Jason Plumhoff, speaking of USL, who had ten goals with Harrisburg last year. It's going to be his second season as a pro, as far as I can tell. He's played some games in the PDL before that. Um, the the coach from Colin Miller was like, oh, yeah, he's like, he can play anything. He's like, he can play left, he can play right, he can play it all about. Like, you know, it's seems like a versatile dude. We'll see how much he plays. Um, might might be a good signing. Yeah, depth guy, if nothing else. Right. Um, to close that thought, the Hammerheads last year were the, uh, technically, I guess you could say, the Manchester City's C team. <laughs> 
yeah, he's just one step away from being on the pitch with, uh, you know, company and uh, Aguero and all these guys. Yeah, John exactly. Smith. Yeah, Kalechi, that, so. that's, why, that's why he did it. Rooting for you, buddy. All right. Uh, Ryo OKC, the hot new guy in the league that you were talking about before, um, mm-hmm. signed a couple of internationals, one of which kind of made Wait, me chuckle. One on which? One on what? Wow. Yes. <laughs> yes. We need we need at least a pump. Which one on do you want to talk about first? Uh let's talk about the less exciting one on, which is probably Richard Menjavar. Um less exciting because he was in the league last year. Right. So he's just you know, he's a he's, he's used with the Scorpions a couple of years ago. He's with Tampa Bay last year. He was played thirteen games, was it, I think? Something yeah, like something like that. Um El Salvador International. Yeah. You know, I mean So we know the guy. You know exactly. they also signed Robbie Finley. U.S. World Cup veteran. Wink, 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 wink. Yeah. This was this was the one that they could have had at the actual like event being like, because that surprised me. No. He's, he's a famous enough dude, man. He's not. No. This, he was one of the guys, if you look at the 2010 U.S. World Cup roster, mm-hmm. you'll see absolute death at forward. This is like right when Charlie Davies' watch was super hot. Yeah. And uh, Josie Altidore was like a 19-year-old. Mm-hmm. And um, you look at their backups, and they have Edson Buttle, Hercules Gomez, and Robbie Finley. He played three times. He for played the US three times at the World Cup. Yes, I think that's that. Sorry, yes, he is a World Cup veteran. Right. It says a lot about where soccer was at in 2010 in this country. Oh man, burn! But yes, all I'm saying is this is the equivalent <laughs> of being like, yeah, we signed a Hispanic. You know what I mean? It's okay. like. Uh, it's I think not the exciting guy. Okay, USMNT guys are a little bit different in 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 America, man. Like from like saying like, okay, this guy like played for a Concacaf team, but but I, I don't know. I was hyped by this. I thought it was right. a great sign. Fair enough. And in in his defense, I will say, I mean, he's a very fast guy, which is yeah. going to bode very well for him in this league. It's going to be really fun watching him play off of Billy Forbes this year. Um, he's still like 29, 30 years old. So he's got a few yeah. years in him. So that's good. He had 40 career MLS goals in 171 games, which is nothing to sneeze at. Um, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, sorry about the 2010 world cup team rant. I think that's a team that deserved to do or should have done better than they did. Um, and so don't, I associate him with that. Don't start right now. I associate him with that. Um, you, for the you... league, I will say, and for Rio, <laughs> They've been signing a lot of these guys who are like international draws. Yeah. Really good for them to have an American draw like totally. Robbie Finley. Totally. Good move for them. Really good move for them. So so while you're giving all these statistics, by the way, I just remembered something. Uh, NESL signed up Opta as a uh, statistics provider. Yeah. We're yeah. going to get the numbers, man. We're going to get the numbers. We're going to get a lot more numbers. We're going to get things like passing percentage. Yeah. And field maps. Yeah. I'm really excited for those. Me too. I, I really want to get my hands on that stuff just so that I can start crunching away and making like interesting mathematical models. I should do that all through grad school. I really loved it. Oh, and there you go. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, this is like the one thing I have wanted for so long. Cause like, um, data can be such an intriguing thing. Sometimes I think it's over analyzed and I think people make too much out of data. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, uh, who who was the dude that Carolina signed? Simon Mensing. Simon Mensing. On, on paper, if you look at his data, it's it's not that impressive at the moment. But like he was incredible for the Silverbacks defense, uh, actually. So uh, I think I think statistics sometimes goes too far, but it can really reveal some really cool stuff. Like Ali Hassan, second most uh, efficient forward in NASL by minutes played and goals scored last year. Mm-hmm. 
Jose Angulo, number one in that statistic. They would also tell you that the Silverbacks you were just talking about still exist. Right. That they are going to be playing in the NPSL next year. This is like, actually, I'm, I'm so happy about this. Uh, I'm... I'm not one of those guys who's like, oh, they're... I saw some people be like, man, I hope they, like, outdraw Atlanta United. I'm like, dude, are, how deluded are you? Come yeah. on. I'm just I'm just glad that there are Silverbacks for the Silverbacks fans who want their team to survive. I'm so happy. And they're out there. They were never going to go to Atlanta United games. They appreciate a local team where they can go and meet the players, shake the players' hands. They're going to have a ball. I if you're in the Atlanta area, you need to at least go to one of these games just to see what it's like because it's going to be so much fun. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very different from the MLS team. They're going to produce two very different things. Exactly, very very different products. So yeah, and good for them. Good for the Silverbacks fans to actually have the team around. Um, New York Cosmos, uh, a couple of pieces of news with them. Um, let's see. First, they assigned a new assistant youth director, uh, Ronan Wiseman. I know I was watching for that appointment with bated breath. I was like, was every big. day, I was like, who is going to be the youth director of New York Cosmos? The assistant. Wasn't it supposed to be Raul, by the way? Yeah, we thought it was going to be. Like, there was a chance, but I guess he's, I don't know. Checking out new canes. Maybe. Uh, models. And like, yeah. you know, checking on adult diaper brands. See, I was about to say something even darker, so I'm really glad you went with those. That's fine. Um, yeah, I think the coolest thing is he actually has experience scouting youth soccer players for the U.S. national team programs, uh, men and women, when he was uh, a, a coach over at Adelphi University. He worked for the Federation. So that's cool. He has a lot of experience with scouting and with youths, and there are... Uh, a couple notable examples of like mm-hmm. U18, U23 guys on the Cosmos. And so he'll keep well, doing that. In NASL in general too. Indy signed a couple of those guys last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Lauderdale has one. Right, exactly. I was just going to mention him. And like it it fits into what NASL seems to be trying to do right now. Yeah. Uh, they also signed a guy named Yasmani Duke, who's a uh, 27-year-old forward. He played... Uh, four games for Bolivia. He also, along with his Duke family, uh, rode a little plane that uh, delivered supplies all over the jungle. Good. And there was one of them who actually had a massive money uh, pool. Uh, and, his... and, and they had stories, which you would almost call... Uh, tales. Yeah, Duke D- Tales. D- woo <laughs> This dude, he, he played most of his career, Yasmani Duke, in, in Bolivia. He did have four international caps, as I mentioned, for uh, the national team yeah and, so uh you know good luck duke yeah <laughs> he, he played for a team named sport boys which i like it, it's such a generic name it'd be like politician men it yeah. doesn't work anywhere outside of soccer sport boys sport boys yeah it, 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 i think there's one of the leading teams in south africa is it is named young boys yeah exactly yeah. even in switzerland too right yeah, I think something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. There's also, I mean, we're we're talking about soccer, where there's a team called Bayern Munich, which is literally like two place names next to each other. Right. Um. But but there's also a team that he played for this Yasmani guy called Oriente Petrolero. He played for them the most. Cool. Um. I wonder if you score like if there's a big derby when they play like Oriente Dieselero. Uh, <laughs> e85 Aero. Right. Uh, the jet fuel arrow are the big spenders in the league. Yeah. No, no doubt. And they're, <laughs> they're 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 creating the arms race that's really tearing the league apart. Right. I've heard I have heard there's a lot of uh, investment from wealthy oil investors in the Bolivian league. Yeah. Okay, this is getting tired. Keep <laughs> going. Keep going. Tired. All right. Um the, uh, Nico Cronchar is not yeah, going to be right. playing for the Cosmos cuz they have seven international players right now. I called it. I said that he wasn't going to sign. Remember? Contrary so Mania never caught on. You're for so me. smart. I am so smart. They're still gonna no. They can't get El Nino now. 
Right. So oh. sorry, guys. Fernando Torres is probably yeah. We not are we are gonna and keep enjoying this weird weather because um, Cosmos didn't fix it by signing. Thanks, Elinio. New York. Exactly. Um, let's see. The Puerto Rico FC website went live. I think last week we talked about the Chicago site. Right. Right. So this is our second straight week of talking about soccer websites. We are really big fans of soccer websites. They're so cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, Puerto Rico FC actually they they relaunched it. I think is the technical way to put it because they had some like generic stuff going on. Now they have yeah, like flashy right. stuff. And the first thing that they announced is they're gonna have tryouts in uh, the LA area. Which there was a hilarious reaction to that by the LAS Aztecs, like the group that's trying to pump them on on Twitter. They're like angry emoji. Uh, to see Puerto Rico doing tryouts in LA, and there's a, they're going to do some stuff at the IMG Academy in Florida, All right? And they're also obviously going to do some stuff in Puerto Rico. And, and I was talking to a friend at the Nomad the other day who was saying, like, yeah, if they do tryouts in Puerto Rico and they get like the first eight guys who walk in through the door, they'll probably be a great team because the Islanders were really good back in the day. Yeah, yeah, and they they probably have like some kids of Islander players, you know. But there's a huge culture there. Yeah, for the team. So 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 we'll see we'll see and the website is an integral part of the Puerto Rico FC campaign. It hey, really is. Let's let's take a quick break over here, um, and we will return with more um, hilarious diesel-based puns about Bolivian soccer teams, uh, more Ducktales episodes, more uh, Peter Peanut World stories, and we'll be right back. And we're back to Tough Goss by two United fans. Jeff, I am ridiculously sleepy. I've had about like five, six hours of sleep average this week, which probably makes for a, a bit of a loose cannon pod this week, a little more so than previous weeks. Great. Um, so, so we're gonna we're gonna end the show with some with some hot takes on, on the topic we'll we'll come back to later. I'm They're really not as good as pancakes, but no, no, hot takes aren't that good. Your flapjacks are also a little bit better. Right. Um, the, the strikers, uh, made an announcement about more friendlies because they, every team still has over a month to kill. So why not schedule more games? Yeah. Um, so they're gonna be playing two Chinese super league teams. I don't remember if they're playing Obafemi Martins, but who knows? Yeah. I, I didn't see who they were going to play, but they are going to play somebody. And, um, uh, it, it's a good thing that their tour of China, I heard on Twitter that, uh, they actually had had their sponsors pay for everything. So they haven't actually paid for anything on this trip at all which is kind of huge um if you ask me i think that's that, that, their acai water brand right uh guara <laughs> yeah acai miracle berry water yeah. um no i i genuinely think that there were some really interesting things also in this um post that was posted by um the tailgate show on midfield press they like posted a lot of points that came up in this really important press conference so go check that out um they also in- announced that they're definitely gonna come back with Two two players from China. Of course. Yeah. With what roster spots from the international side? I actually haven't been keeping track. I think they're at 14. <laughs> they might as well be. Uh, Indy 11 um, made one signing, an international signing on loan for the year, uh, named Dino Williams, who's a Jamaican international. He has four caps with them. He's a striker, and he is 25. He'll be 26 for the open of the season. So, uh, I don't know. Young I'm, dude. <laughs> young dude he's a uh, 6-1 he has like i said four caps for the national team dating back to 2012 you think he played for young boys while he was young uh he played for the village united <laughs> now do you know which team that is village united um because he also played for montego bay united oh, that's shit. true so why uh, are you just keeping the repeating the same name twice sorry i don't get it oh sorry. my god don garber help me Stop. 
Stop. Yeah, it's brutal. Um, there also was a nice little piece about uh, Gorka Loera. Yeah, the the most interesting man in NASL apparently. Take that, Raul. Right. I I don't know. It was it was kind of cool some of the things that they shared about him, but like, uh, they were they mentioned that he made a seventeen page PowerPoint slash resume about his career. That screams interesting. Right. I. I want to get my hands on this presentation now. We should. Yeah. Or we should make our own. There's one slide, which is like, uh, you know, Gorka Larea is awesome. He like strives to the best. He gives it 110%, that kind of stuff on the one page. And it had like a little cartoon of him, which is kind of cute. Oh. Yeah. Was it like Dilbert style? Right. But he, he didn't have a, uh, a Sandstorm themed highlight video as part of it. Critical mistake on his part. That is a big mistake. He's not the most interesting anymore. Nope. Yeah, by the way, there were a lot of preseason games uh, this past week and, and a lot of hand-wringing based on them. Of course, Minnesota United lost both their preseason games to MLS teams. <laughs> Go to sleep. <coughs> yeah, no, um, you're right. It, it's fair to talk about those. They've lost their first two preseason games by a combined score of 8-0. Right. It was so bad, dude. It was so bad. And and the Cosmos had that one game where they were going to play with the um, Armenian team yep. in California. That was really cool. Um, Tampa Bay also lost a bunch of games, uh, basically, and their fans were kind of, like, really pissed, according to soccer Twitter. Why? I don't know, dude. I, I heard some Minnesota United fans be like, oh, my God, this is awful. Like, I don't oh. like it. Nobody lo- likes it. But these are preseason games. Yeah. The coaches are going to experiment. They're going to fuck around. They're going to do whatever the hell they want because yep. this is their time. If U.S. fans start like going and be like, "We don't want to see you losing no games, partner," what we're going to show up with guns and like make sure you know, like, no, that's that's not right. That's Hot what people- takes with Notch. He's sleepy, guys. Right? Uh, no, You're it, absolutely it's- right, though. Seriously, you are right. Uh, it is a preseason. These games, I won't remember these games in two months. No. I really won't. Unless we keep losing, and then it'll be like, it all started one cold day in Portland. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Don't put pressure on these games. Let them experiment. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The, the, a couple of the players on United that I've talked to since the second game against the Fire, have they've said, yep, we're keeping our heads to ourselves. It's uh, We're not getting too yeah. down about it. We're getting better. So exactly. I trust them. Yep, uh, FIU got beat by Miami FC, you know, Phew. Miami FC playing those uh, online schools. Uh, yes. Anyway, um, moving along to the next piece that we have here on these wonderful notes that we've prepared for you. Uh, there's some youth academy information for Fort Lauderdale. Where do we find out, Jim? Uh Lauderdale had, like, Lauderdays. I don't know, what is it called? Their, like, soccer summit. Their fan summit. It should be called Lauderdays if it's not. It should be called Lauderdays. You're welcome, guys. Free branding advice. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, we found out a fair amount about what they have in store and what their pipe dreams are for 2016. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go through some of those for you. And this was, of course, uh, captured by the Tailgate Show uh, yes. piece on Midfield yes, Press. Yes, great work, yeah. guys. Great work. Um, so their U23s will be practicing two or three times a week. Doesn't that seem light to you? Two to three a week? Anytime someone says, or... I get a little concerned because it's like, well, you shouldn't you just say like three times a week? Like, I don't know. Just right. sh- say, make make a concrete statement. But I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. I I, uh, I am not. I, I actually am embarrassingly low on my knowledge of how often uh, teams at each level practice. Like, I was surprised how late USL teams sure. start training. And people are like, oh, that's normal, man. I was like, oh, really? What? Yeah. So, so you, but you think it, it is less? I think that's less, especially, I mean, like, I understand for U16s where it's like they're still balancing high school and right. have a lot of interest and you can't really tie them up. But U23s, I mean, 
there are players under 23 who are starting in MLS in the Premier League and NASL for that matter. Yeah. So um, didn't Ramirez win the Golden Boot at age 22? Maybe they're just like very generously U23, like all eight year olds, and their moms Maybe. need them at home, like to do homework. And all they- of Ronaldo's children have gathered together. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if he has any kids for that matter. So I'm going to move on to our next point, which is that there's a 50-50 split between the boys and the girls that are in their system right now, which is great. That's They're talking awesome. about starting that's a full amazing. women's side. Yeah. This really is, cool. you know, I think I think if there are NASL owners with um, some investment to spare or maybe to bring in some investment, NWSL guys, mm-hmm. get get freaking on that. I completely agree. I completely agree with you. Um, they're going to be doing the same coaching methods, uh, much like IX does. However, they're going to use different formations. So it's not like whatever formation you see the, the big guns do, you will be seeing that week you, with the U23s. You, by the way, just did my least favorite thing in American soccer. Huh? Which is like saying that somebody's doing something and comparing it to like a team on like oh, a that was tailgate. scale. Tailgate actually brought up that comparison. But you repeated it. Yes. And it's like it's like the guys who last year was like Sammy Njoka is gonna play a sweeper keeper role made popular by Manuel Neuer in the World Cup final. I was like, hold hold hold, guys, there's a big big gap, big big gap. Sammy's a good guy. He was at the World Cup actually, even mm-hmm. but there's a slightly big gap mm-hmm. there. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> you good? <laughs> All right. Um, they're gonna be putting six hundred to seven hundred thousand dollars into crappy old Lockhart. See, so, now, this is something where they could be like, we did that. Just like Bayern Munich built their new stadium, the Allianz Arena, we are now, you know. Just ju- like Bayern Munich did the Allianz Arena. You just did it. I know. You d- <laughs> it's like it's a, it's like I was being intentional with that joke or something. They're going to be unveiling some new uniforms on 315. We saw their... Uh... Actually, actually, before you move on, I do want to say that is really cool that they're investing that much money into Lockhart. Lockhart is going to look amazing next year, and I think it's a really good thing. It's going to look better. Um, let's see. Yeah, they're going to have u- new uniforms in a few weeks um, mm-hmm. that are going to be debuted at the new Fort Lauderdale Strikers store at the Sawgrass Mall. Now, we all know where the Sawgrass Mall is, so rush on over there, everyone. I would, I would at the moment, seeing the weather outside here, I wouldn't mind being at the Sawgrass Mall in Florida. That sounds, nice. that sounds way better. And then we'd go and get malt with our friends and then go to high school tomorrow. Great. No, yeah. that'd be fantastic. And then maybe, That's you know, what American kids do in high school. Canoodle right? around underneath the bleachers at the football game. Right. Yeah, I think that's part of that. Except I wouldn't be part of the popular kids at the football game. I'd be like at the chess team tournament. Yeah. Um, which actually wins and your football team you know, loses, funny, but everyone loves the football team. Funny story. When I was in when I was in high school actually, I was a uh I used to play esports. I, really? I used to, I used to say, I'm a semi professional gamer. And I just Damn. made fun of my own accent as a, as a high schooler, which is Something I hate other people doing. So this is, I am seriously, I need to sleep, my friend. All right, so then let's burn through the last two points of this, which first is when someone asked, huh, are you looking at MLS? They said, why not? Really? Yeah. Yeah, they did. Damson.jpg. Mm-hmm. They're looking MLS. So is Tampa, apparently. So is everybody. But Lauderdale's on that bandwagon. And for frankly, one of the more notable NASL squads that's been here, you know, and has the most success. <laughs> well, Will Farrell name dropped them last week, so Yeah, he wanted to play for them apparently. And uh he... We are MLS podcast taking money from Don Garber. Podcast, podcast, keep hating us on Twitter. They're actually practicing for taking money for MLS because they're looking for local TV deals, international TV deals, three weekly radio shows and one nice. weekly TV show. By the way, I was really bummed out this week, man. 
by by this next piece of news that we're gonna have. Okay. We're, so you want to head down I ninety five and you want to retire in Miami? Yeah, let's retire in Miami, Jeff. I hope that this next guy isn't retiring in Miami. He should retire here in Minnesota. He should. He should. Um, Pablo Campos is now with Miami. That's damn good signing. Good signing for them. He's a great player. Um, good leader. Yeah, amazing guy with the fans. If we're honest, he's getting a little up there in the years. He's um, at Minnesota. He was always going to be a squatty this year. He was. He wasn't going to be somebody who was going to start uh, probably. No. And no, no, so no. I'm I'm disappointed to see him go. Um, personally, just because he was great. Mm-hmm. He was just great. Every, every interaction I've had. And he was him. still a solid player. I think that's yeah. that's worth mentioning. It's not like he was just someone who was a good fan guy. He yeah. did still have it for the field. Exactly. No, I was surprised by how good a fan guy he was, given that. You know, you typically see a lot of players who are, like, just freaking tearing it up. And sometimes you just don't have that persona with fans. Not because they're right. bad people, just because they don't have that in them. Right. And they're not, or if they have that, then they're not good in front of the camera. Pablo was both. The man was just phenomenal, and he still is. And Miami fans are going to see it. I'm jealous, and um, we'll see what happens when he comes back. Solid there. signing, really solid signing for yeah. them. Um, so let's close out by doing those hot takes that we promised. Uh huh. No and- pancakes. You promised me pancakes. <clears throat> I didn't promise you pancakes. I promised you hot takes. Damn it! Sorry. These ears. Yeah, they let gotta, me down. If you take off the giant headphones as we record, you'll hear this. <laughs> so. Um, we're going to do a little round of stock up, stock I, I down. I wear these headphones so I can get my orders from Don while we're recording. He listens oh, in and he's like, all right, guys, don't, no more on that then topic. Why don't you have one of these subtle earpieces behind the head like I do? Uh, those work really, I get those, I actually get those from my Eric Winalda and This, is, this is the Manchurian podcast. How, <laughs> the Manchurian podcast, I like that. Um, so we're going to do some stock up, stock down with all of the teams. And I understand three of the teams have not played a game. So we're, for the... Uh, wow, nine remaining teams. I'll give their combined table final slot from 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 last year <laughs> as reference. Uh, yeah, I'll be giving the uh, last year's combined table spot for reference for your mind and mine. And uh, without having done any research for this segment, except for I guess you could argue the last four months that we've been doing a weekly yeah podcast. weekly podcast, we did write notes for every week. So fuck it, let's start with Carolina. We're gonna go alphabetically. They they're, finished sixth last year. They're stronger this year than they were last year. I think they've improved more than say a team like Ottawa has. Um, they brought in some really solid guys. So I'm I'm gonna say stock up. I'm gonna say up as well. I think that they're top four this year. And I, I I think they're, I don't know if they're going to challenge for a home game. I don't think they're top two necessarily, but I am going to say top four. Uh, Our next team got seventh last year, and that would be Edmonton. Stock down. Why? They lost Lance Lang, dude. Yeah. And and he was one of the most important guys in the NASL last year, not to mention Edmonton. Uh, They brought in some interesting guys, but nobody that I've been like, oh, man. That's gonna like that guy's gonna like tear up the league. Like some of the Rio signings, I'm like, this is solid. Mm-hmm. So surprising. Nick Ledger Woods gonna be a good signing True. for them. I think that's gonna be stock neutral. I think that seven What neutral is an option? If I have to choose, I'm gonna say slightly down. Oh um my God. so I think seven or eight. You know, that's about the right ballpark for them. I really wish they could be in contention because I think that's a really good market. But yeah, I think that they're going to stay about there. Fort Lauderdale squeaked their way to fourth last year. You go first this time. Stock down. Really? Yeah. Stock down. 
Man, you just hate him this week. I hate him. I hate, 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 hate. In all honesty, we've probably spent more time talking about Fort Lauderdale than any team, Minnesota included, during the offseason. That tells you that they're doing a good job of their PR, though. It tells you they're making a lot of moves. I looked at uh, their rosters. Our first idea, which we might still bring out some week, is to do Jeff's U.S. Best 11 in ASL and Notch's International Best 11 in ASL. It's tough to feel a domestic 11. Um, and it was really tough to find Lauderdale guys who had been on the roster last year. There's a lot of turnover on that roster, sure. and I think it's going to be really tough for them to build momentum. I think that they might come on strong towards the middle to end of the fall like last year, but I'm going to say down. I think they are actually, since you gave me, so nicely gave me the option, they are actually stock neutral. I can easily see them challenging for a playoff spot last next year, or this year now. Crap, it is this year. It is wow. this year. Man, the offseason went so fast. But anyway, this year, if if they click, if they don't click, it's just going to be a bunch of disparate pieces, kind of like Minnesota United in 2013. Mm-hmm. But I think, I have a suspicion that they're going to click. But okay. uh, we'll, we'll see. Okay. Uh, that brings us to the eight spot from last year's uh, table, and that's the Indy 11. Up. Okay. How far up? Um, Mid-table this year. Okay. I think this is going to be the year where Indy actually finally gets it together. Okay, I think stock up as well, and I'm going to go far enough to say they get the four seed. What? I what? Think, I think you got to you got to justify that just a little bit. <laughs> I, I, like I need some, I need some syrup on that pancake. Don't make that a catchphrase. Um, <laughs> I I do think that they're going to get the four seed this year. I think it's an obvious drop off. We'll get there, but Ottawa. I don't think you can say they're in playoff zone right now. So that's one slot that's open. I think Lauderdale is dropping, so that's two open, and I think one of those can be claimed by Indy. They have John Bush, who's a proven winner. They have uh, Lavelle Palmer, who, while playing on Chicago last okay, year... You're too much syrup. Too much syrup. Too much, well, you asked for syrup, man. Um, they made some really good signings this offseason. Snisa Upiparapovich is also a great signing for them. I think that they'll get fourth. All right. All right. Jacksonville. Well, I'm, sure, I'm sure good old Peanut likes to hear that. Peter Peanut. Well, baby. Um, Jacksonville got 10th. Right between the two teams that were contracted. I'm gonna say stock down, dude. Ooh, how much further can they go? I I don't know that I don't know they can go further, but like I just I haven't seen I, I'm struggling to think of like any of their signings that I was like, Whoa, this is this again. Again, it's the thing where, where you know you see those signings where you're like, Man, this guy's gonna like just contribute. And they've signed a, a, a bunch of guys. Mm-hmm. But they also kept guys like Miguel Gallardo, which I was like, that's that's one of the hugest liabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm maybe they come out and they surprise me entirely. But and, and I think maybe I'm being a little bit biased with their performance last year. But I just don't. I I haven't seen it yet. I agree with you. I'm going to say down as well. I think they're going to be one of the bottom two or three teams again for the same reasons you mentioned. Which of course now means that they're <laughs> going to win Soccer Bowl 2016. Naturally, uh, Miami. And I know we don't have anything to compare them to, but let's just say you know where are they going to finish? Yeah, bottom table. Okay. New team, inexperienced coach. They've got a lot of like flashy signings. I think their attendance will be good. Mm-hmm. I think they might play some like spectacular games, but I I just don't see them coming out of the gate and be like, whoa, this is great. Sure. Yeah, I agree with you. I think they're going to be somewhere between Edmonton and Jacksonville, you know, right in that 8 to 10, 11 spot. So not total bottom of table, but pretty damn close. Okay. Um, Minnesota United FC was third. I know you don't like to pick Minnesota for anything. I don't like to do predictions of any sort of Minnesota. Because okay. I'm a total homer. Or so I'm like completely cynical. So you're not going to say anything? Um, 
Yeah. I, I can't. I, I, I cannot say. I cannot have an opinion that I feel entirely confident about Minnesota. Because right now, all I want to be like, yeah, we're going to win the freaking soccer ball, man. It's going to be amazing. Like, But that sounds too optimistic that I'm like, oh, we're just going to be like horrible and we're going to get beaten down. At the end, like the, the, the players are just going to walk off the pitch and never come on again. Then soccer will be canceled. Our new stadium will be gone. Um, I'll be sitting there with a whiskey in the rain, crying. Um, so this is my existential dilemma every time I make a Damn. pick. Right. It's heavy, man. It's heavy. All right. Where do you think they're going to go? Um, same if not slightly higher. Ooh, optimistic. I think they're. Are you gonna... sure you're from Minnesota? No, I I think that they'll. <laughs> I think they'll get a home playoff game. That's my thought. Um, couldn't bring yourself to say that they'd win the soccer bowl, huh? Uh, not yet. Let's see. Let's do that in our season preview, and let's see how the rosters look at the end. Uh, New York Cosmos obviously are the defending champs, so for that reason alone, I'm gonna say stock down. Neutral. You think they're going to win again? Um, I think that they've signed some like truly spectacular players, and they've held on to a bunch of their core. Not all of it. Guys like Restrepo are gone. Restrepo, Raul, Senna, I, Leo Fernandez, their attack is gutted, so I think that they're going to go slightly lower. I, I, what that means, though, it doesn't mean that they're going to drop to 6th or 7th. It just means that they're much closer to the pack this year than they were last year. Ottawa. Second last year, I'm going to go lower. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Great. Uh, Puerto Rico. Um, wow, that's tough to say. They have two guys on the roster right now. <laughs> um, they're not going to win the spring because they're not going to play in the spring. So Bold prediction. Uh, bold prediction. So I'm going to – I have to say down for those reasons. Um, yeah, we just don't know enough about that team to make an educated yeah, guess. Yeah. So let's, let's move on to Rio. Right, Rio. Um, of the three, they're by far looking the best. I'm going to say mid-table. I'm going to say mid-table as well. Oh, cool. We agree. We um, and let's close with Tampa Bay then. This is the controversial one, where I feel like Stu Campbell is going to be the linchpin. They got they've, fifth last year. I know, and they've signed some really good guys. So, you if they're coached well, they'll do spectacularly. My hunch is that that's not going to happen. So I'm going to actually say down. Um, I. I I'm I'm not I'm not entirely confident. I think they've made some big money moves, mm-hmm. kind of like we did last year, mm-hmm. and people are really excited. Um, but but I'm I'm not sure. What do you think? I'm gonna say that is I guess neutral. Sorry, that's a cop out. Um, I think they're getting fifth again. So I I guess as I'm looking at what I just said, I have Minnesota getting the one seed, the Cosmos getting the two seed, Carolina getting three, Indy four, and Tampa Bay five. I think uh-huh. half the nation is laughing at me right now. Um, <laughs> But that sounds about right to me. I think uh, it really does as I'm looking through this. So if you want to laugh at us, you can do so on Twitter at TWO United Fans. If you want to laugh at Jeff, you can laugh at Jeff Reuter, R-U-E-T-E-R. If you want to laugh at me, you can laugh at Lock, Stock, Spock. Uh, yes, I'm a Trekkie. Deal with it. Um, if you would like to tell us feedback, come find us. Uh, let us know what you think. Rate us on iTunes because always having an iTunes rating is fun. So so mm-hmm. you can do that. That would be great. Uh, and uh, do other things that other people tell you to do like the dark cloud. So have a great rest of your week, everybody. We'll be back next Thursday. Thursday. <laughs>